Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what you can learn from it for your own lives. Sounds amazing, inspirational, educational, what can make it better having the sexiest podcast host in North America. I'm working on hiring a hitman to kill the sexiest podcast host in a different continent so I can be the sexiest one in the world. But until then, if it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. Everyone is so welcome here, even the furries, especially the furries. If it is not your first time here, thank you for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. You already know that. So much fun new music dropped today, right? Today's New Music Friday, so you know all the bops were being released. Who let the bops out today? Because Nicki Minaj teamed up with Ice Spice to do a Princess Diana remix, and that just has hit banger written all over it. Doja Cat teamed up with SZA, to do the Kill Bill remix because Sis is going for that number one next week that she's been dying to get. That's a bop as well. Kelly Clarkson released two new songs about her ex-husband and she dragged him for filth going along with the theme of the year. We love it. Empowered women making money off of their ex-husband's poor decisions. We support it all. Great new music. So I'm going to be playing that throughout the episode today. We have so much crazy shit to talk about today. Just hear what we're going to talk about. It's absolutely insane. So Lady Gaga is now a presidential appointee. She was appointed by Joe Biden to be in a committee in the White House for a very important task. Gaga is in the White House. I'm going to try to not say mother the whole time I'm talking about her. We need to talk about how Nickelodeon star Drake Bell was considered missing and endangered today. I guess his life was at risk. Uh, If he's safe now, what the hell happened to him? Did he die? We must talk about how Nick Cannon threatened Taylor Swift. Uh, Major updates in Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet dating rumors that will maybe break your soul. Um, We need to talk about the whole discourse about Ariana Grande's too skinny body that Ariana posted a three minute video about on TikTok. Absolutely heartbreaking, shocking. I can't believe she posts that. We need to discuss the whole thing and the crazy shit people say about her body. We need to talk about Millie Bobby Brown getting engaged at the ripe age of 19. And to who? It is a Nepo Baby star, of course. And if I think it's going to last. But before we get into all of it, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself. Listen to it. Post it to your Instagram Uh, and tag me and I'll hit you up. You're already here. You may as well do all of those things. It would mean the most. And without further ado, class, sit in your seats, face forward, pay attention. Pop Culture University is in session. Like it all, keep it a stack. Bitches move on cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my gram. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. Think you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. This is a I know they know the difference. 
And I just fell in love with a gangster. So I hold him down like an anchor. He said if I keep it a hundred, that he keep me safe like a banker. Nowadays I be making him famous. My pinky hurts so fucking bad right now. And it's not because I've been having an elegant tea party with Meghan Markle. It's because I have been holding my phone on like the base of my pinky, like using my pinky to support it. And I feel like this shit is going to fall off. But for some reason, I, I just don't know how else to hold my phone right now. I guess I always hold up my phone with my pinky. And you think I would have a pinky the size of John Cena's because I'm always on my phone. But it, it just can't hang today. It needs rest. It, it, it needs a, a brace or something. Kind of fucking embarrassing. Maybe I should drink some milk because that gives you strong bones. Just kidding. That's a scam. Anyway, Grammy winner, Oscar winner, and now presidential appointee. Lady Gaga is taking over the whole world because President Joe Biden announced Thursday that he was appointing Lady Gaga to serve as co-chair for the President's Committee on the Arts and Humanities. So this committee's main goal is to strengthen America's creative and cultural economy, including by enhancing and expanding opportunities for artists, humanities, scholars, students, educators, and cultural heritage practitioners, as well as the museums, libraries, archives, historic sites, colleges, and universities, and other institutions that support their work. I mean, sounds amazing to me. I feel like a red flag in someone is when they don't support the arts, I like I feel like that person is just soulless and a government robot and just can they can just be considered another barcode owned by Uncle Sam. Art is the spice of life. It is the entertainment that gives us the will to live to get us through our workday and make real change and inspire the humanity within us. So I don't understand when people are like, oh, let's not support the arts. Let's put funding into math and science. That's what makes people real workers and will give them real careers. That's lovely. And we need all those things. But what about what's going to fulfill our spirits and remind us that we're not just employees, the arts. And I think there's no one better than Gaga to represent that. So this committee is composed of members that include prominent artists, scholars, and philanthropists who have demonstrated a serious commitment to the arts and humanities. I feel like Gaga is an artist, scholar, and philanthropist. I, I, like, I truly agree with all of that. And Gaga loves the art so immensely. I don't, even, I don't really think any other pop star would have been the right choice for this at all. She really fits the bill. She fits the rubric of what this committee needs for sure. If this was like a voting situation and all the pop girls were up for vote for this job, I would definitely vote for her. Like other artists love art, but in in like their unique specific ways, like Taylor likes songwriting, Adele likes making ballads and Britney likes making dance records and Jennifer Lopez likes the arts by having other people sing, sing her songs for her. But Gaga does it all. She really does it all. And other artists like Rihanna, like I saw people saying, why didn't he appoint someone better like Rihanna for this? And I'm like, because Rihanna cares more about <laughs> her makeup and lingerie line than the music that she hasn't dropped for seven years now. Duh. Gaga's out here being the empress of art. She's doing every single facet of art at the same time, lapping all of these other girls in life. And it's just facts. Sometimes Gaga, like the things she releases are so artistic and abstract that people actually find them hard to digest. They're like, did she make this on ayahuasca? Was she tripping on mushrooms when she made art pop? Maybe. 
but who cares? I remember like she performed applause by Art Pop one time and she could have just performed it in her seashell bikini and looked sexy and sold a number, but she like dressed up as the Wizard of Oz and there were like rabid bunnies all around the stage and drag queens with nipple tassels and like why couldn't she just perform it? Because she's in love with the theater of it all. Plus she does the acting and she's very devoted to that, as we know. She wrote a letter saying goodbye to her own self because she was going to method act as Patricia Reggiani for over a year. And it really takes a devoted actress and a lover of the arts to play Harley Quinn alongside Joaquin Phoenix. Because I can't be doing intimate scenes with Joaquin Phoenix yelling in my face like that if I don't love it. Because he's kind of a scary man. But she's also a philanthropist because she's donated to so many organizations that already help fund arts education in schools like save the music and she has her own born this way foundation and remember that time that she wrote um let's have some fun this beat is sick i want to take a ride in your disco stick i think that just proved how how much of an artist she is right there and i think that song helped people and saved lives but anyway do you want to know it's crazy donald trump got rid of this committee when he was in office so this is a reinstatement of art in america and gaga is going to lead us to freedom to freedom that's what gaga is gonna do and i don't think there's anyone better for the job remember when she told the world that she was trying to investigate what happened on january 6th when all the insane herd of hippos stormed the Capitol, and she told the world that she was looking for evidence she said, I, I looked for evidence. <laughs> and now it's paid off. America's thanking her with this job. Uh, and now that she's in the White House, she can disrupt the system from within. I need her, her to slip something in those Congress people's cups. Make them go to sleep for a bit. And I hope she forces every child to learn the Reina Me choreography and changes the national anthem to Judas. I'm not, I'm not sure how much power she has in this position, but I feel like that's what we're going towards. So anyway, let's move on to someone... Uh, on the total end of the spectrum, who's actually causing danger to the world and children. And that is Drake Bell. So Drake Bell, who is best known for being roommates, not lovers, with Josh Peck in the hit Nickelodeon show under the watchful, guideful, uh, trustworthy eyes of Dan Schneider. Yes, there was a lot of feet in that show. They were in Drake and Josh together, as you know. And ever since he left Drake and Josh, he's been going down a pretty interesting spiral of changing his name, moving to Mexico, and pleading guilty to a felony charge of attempting to endanger children and a misdemeanor charge of uh, disseminating matter harmful to juveniles. So it hasn't been the best road for him since Nickelodeon. Can we blame all of these Nickelodeon child stars problems on Dan Schneider? Yeah. We can. But we have another problem we can blame Dan for. And that is the fact that the Daytona Beach Police Department announced in a Facebook post Thursday morning this week that Drake Bell was considered, quote, missing and endangered. He was missing and endangered. Is he an animal? Like an endangered species? Is his kind endangered? When I hear missing and endangered, I think like the polar bear as the ice caps melt. I don't know. But d describing a human as missing and endangered makes it makes it seem like they are helpless 
and are just at the mercy of the world around them, like endangered? I I don't know. Is someone after him? Is he being hunted? Is this the most dangerous game? What is going on? My first thought was, Megan. Megan is up to something. So basically, Drake Bell was seen traveling in a 2022 gray BMW, and his last known location is potentially the area of Mainland High School on 4-12-2023, just before 9 p.m. Oh, girl, this is a whole 48 hours case right now. We're, we're doing time marks. We're doing where was he last seen. The Daytona Beach police are asking the public to provide any information on Bell's whereabouts. Not him last being seen at a high school, given the charges he just had. Girl, that's not good. But a lot of people on Twitter were very confused about this. They, so, some people I saw saying, well, who's looking for him? Because, <laughs> you know, no one was really checking up on him. He hasn't been famous for a long time. So some people were making, were making a joke out of it. Like, who's looking for Drake Bell? No one. So that's why he's missing. Um, he's probably not even missing. Just no one's trying to find him. But I was actually worried for him because this just gives me parallels to other celebrities cases who they had a criminal past and then they go missing and then they're found dead because they committed sue of side. So I definitely didn't want that to happen. He seems to be on better behavior ever since his troubles and admitted all guilt and took responsibility in a way where he seemed to be taking the high road. Like there wasn't such concrete proof against him but enough to make him look bad but i I feel like he had a a little sliver of redemption available for him so i was just gonna try to give him some benefit of the doubt maybe he fleed to mexico just because he likes it over there not because he's running from something oh my god even helen was posting about it do you guys remember helen from drake and josh the movie theater manager where they used to work her character always thought drake was hot even though he was fully a teenager and that was not appropriate but she would hit on him and give him free popcorn while she would also bully josh and call him fat and give him all the bad hours to work the long awful hours that's just an example of pretty privilege that's how i learned pretty privilege growing up the difference between how drake and josh were treated that's actually a very philosophical uh lesson from that show but yvette nicole brown who played helen tweeted I don't know anything more about this than what TMZ has posted, but if anyone has seen at Drake Bell, please call the number in the link. Drake is missing and the cops fear his safety. So this is real life. Um, She's like, my man, my man is gone. The Daytona Beach police clarified that, quote, for those asking, this is a legitimate post from the Daytona Beach Police Department. They were like, please stop making jokes about this. No one knows why he was considered missing, though. It only seemed to be one day, one night. I'm assuming maybe someone was trying to look for him. Maybe he ghosted someone. Maybe his wife was unaware that he was at his side piece's house all night, and she thought he was going to come home from work, but he didn't, so she had to call the police. We're not sure what this whole drama was caused by, but he is no longer missing and endangered. They found him. They said, at this time, we can confirm that law enforcement officials are in contact and Mr. Bell is safe woo woo and he tweeted you leave your phone in the car and don't answer for the night and this question mark laughing emojis he said whoa take it easy man i was fine i don't know that sounds very sus to me sounds very sus to me i leave my phone in the car for a night 
But also, no one saw your physical body, Drake, and you have a wife and a kid. So where were you? That that just seems like a nice little excuse to water down the brouhaha on Twitter. But I feel like there is more going on. He was up to something. I don't think he was just having a peaceful night where he left the phone in the car. Don't believe it. So whatever he was up to, he's safe now. He found a way. He found a way. If you open up your mind, it's going to take some time to realign. All right, I'll stop. People unsubscribe from the podcast when I start singing. So we'll stop. Next, let's talk about how Nick Cannon fully threatened Taylor Swift this week because he was on an interview and he was asked about the whole Taylor Swift is now single drama And he told Howard Stern that he is open to having Taylor Swift's baby (laughs) or, or making a baby with Taylor Swift. And he wants Taylor Swift to be the mother of his 13th child. He said, I'm all in. I think she would relate to me very well. We probably will understand each other. Is he really trying to convince her? First, he's like, I know her favorite number is 13. Guys will give out any reason to try to get you in, in their pants. He said, just because it's his 13th kid and he knows Taylor loves the number 13 and that they have in, stuff in common. Girl, what do you have in common? Taylor has 12 Grammys. You have 12 kids. Very different lifestyles. Very different. No parallels going on here. And to be honest, him saying he wants to have a child with her, that's a threat. That's a threat. We need a hard government lockdown to keep him away from her stay away get a job get many jobs you need them for all of your kids she's not available to you and i I think that's very just like like misogynistic talk and he he was just getting it too a a little too uncomfortable discussing having a baby with her and wanting to date her when when she has not given the slightest inkling yet one week out of her breakup that she would want anything to, to do with you but a man thinks a woman is available and suddenly he's giving these unwanted advances Odd, 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 weird stuff. Nick Cannon will 1,000%, 1 billion percent, not be the next guy that Taylor Swift ends up with over my rich, hot, skinny, dead body. Will that be the case? But do you guys know who was seen leaving Taylor Swift's apartment this week after the breakup? A man. A man was seen leaving her apartment. And guess who? You all know him. Dylan O'Brien. Oh! Dylan O'Brien. He's sexy. He's hot. He's super cute, super hot, living like a rock star. He is hot. And I think he only gets hotter. And they've worked together. They've won a lot of awards together with their short film for All Too Well, 10-Minute Version. That would be a bit of a treacherous pairing, though, because Dylan O'Brien did play the fictional version of Jake Gyllenhaal in the film. And as we know, he was probably her worst, most traumatizing, toxic, life-ruining ex. And I would almost like not support that because I would think, Taylor, does does that image of that man attract you? Like, I wonder if when she thinks of Dylan O'Brien, she just thinks of what character he played because that's kind of when they were working together and how they knew each other just that movie so i'm like what does she think of dylan o'brien does she does does she associate him with jake gyllenhaal would would that turn her on to be with him i'm not sure but she he was seen leaving her apartment in the morning 
There was no confirmation of what happened between them, what was going on, but she was in New York for one night after being in London for a day, then flew back and yeah, they were seen together. Who do I think Taylor Swift will actually date next? As I mentioned before, Harry Styles because of the song Style. That's about always thinking there's something left between you and someone else. Even after you broke up, there's still a flame there. It's never fully burned out. You never go out of style. So maybe Harry Styles. People are saying maybe Pete Davidson. People were doing polls about this. Now, I avidly dispute that and that disgusts me and repulses me. If she ends up with Pete Davidson, I'll just throw myself into a pile of spikes. But she did go down the Pete Davidson dating pipeline where they met on SNL and she did a skit with him. Their skit was called Three Sad Virgins and they were singing a song about three interns at SNL. It's quite funny if you want to check it out, but it's weird seeing them interact and the whole time I'm holding my breath like, please don't kiss. Please don't make eye contact. Is she falling in love with him? Dear God, no. Other people think she should date Pedro Pascal. He's a cutie, but I don't see why everyone thinks he's so hot. I'm not like lusting over him like everyone else, but good for him. You know who I think she should really date next? Maybe this is controversial. I think she should date Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, a woman. I think her and Phoebe Bridgers have a lot of sapphic tension going on. And there is an undercurrent of lesbian love there on their song nothing new they just harmonized too well they blended too well they ate that track up too good and as we know taylor swift is probably bisexual and has been with carly claus and diana agron so if we see phoebe bridges and taylor swift interacting on twitter or in real life i'm just gonna be the first one to say it here they would be dating and she's her type she's a tall blonde just like diana and carly so taylor have you ever thought just maybe you belong with phoebe you belong with a woman named phoebe date her she's back on tour now after the announcement of her joe breakup and she did not say anything about it she just kind of continued business as usual everyone was thinking it, it was the elephant in the room but she didn't say anything i'll be the elephant in the room at her concert on june 3rd (laughs) when i go but she just kind of hinted at speak now taylor's version so she's married to her career she does not need a man let's do another update on kylie jenner and timothy chalamet aka beauty and the twink no one really expected this relationship i did not expect it such a large departure from travis scott in terms of personality job public image literally their whole persona but maybe kylie just needs to find love and if you suck at relationships you should probably try something different so good for her and i feel like twitter kind of just all agreed that this is a joke and a rumor and we're just gonna laugh it off make some memes about it and move on with our day but her car her legit blacked out range rover with tinted windows even darker than then her dad, Caitlyn Jenner's soul, was seen parked at Timothy Chalamet's house this week. It was 100% her car. She was just hanging out at his house. What was she doing at his house? I guess not just talking, but I cannot believe that. So they were hanging out, getting to know each other more, having a play date. 
And I guess this is real. I feel like maybe Timothy is just her ticket to the Met Gala, though. <laughs> maybe she's playing him. She's using him for a ticket to the first Monday in May because Anna Wintour isn't inviting the Kardashians this year, allegedly. Kendall Jenner is going via Bad Bunny. Kylie's going via Timothy. The The only one who's going right now is Courtney with Travis Barker. And I know she's laughing in her sister's faces because she's the one who cares the least and tries the least to go. But realistically, she would be the only one who could potentially get invited via a plus one. Maybe Chloe and Kim can find a boyfriend before then or they can both date tom cruise that freak probably wants more than one wife right but that's your update for kylie and timothy or should we call them tylee or kimothy I will never forgive the world for what they made Ariana Grande do this week. I truly cannot believe this happened. As you know, on this podcast, we've spoken before about how people are concerned about Ariana's weight and they're commenting on it. And every new photo she posts, they seem to think that she's getting worse. And oh my goodness, Ariana is going to die. People have um, said things like this on Twitter. Give Ariana Grande some food. Ariana needs help. Ariana is getting bad again. Ariana needs medical attention. People were even making up rumors that she had an illness and that's why she was losing weight. Probably her fans trying to defend her. Someone said, I plan on being Ariana skinny by the end of Ramadan. This person said, Ariana Grande has always been skinny and petite, but is anyone noticing how skinny she's been lately? Like it's starting to look a little concerning. No, maybe she's fine and always been the skinny and I just haven't noticed until recently. I don't know what happened to Ariana Grande, but she isn't looking healthy to me, right? Way, 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 way too skinny. It's so concerning. My girl Ariana is aging bad. Ariana is aging like milk. And these comments have only gotten worse and worse over the past few months. Why do people openly comment such mean things? I don't get it. I've previously talked about this and I was saying, yeah, she does look a bit skinny, but I have faith that she knows what's going on and she's handling it but i guess i understand people's concerns but it's just crazy that people are okay with being openly judgmental like yeah you're calling out ariana for aging badly but you're also calling out yourself for being a judgmental asshole and mean cunts age badly that's who ages badly so i don't understand why people speak so poorly about someone else's body as if it's their own but she cannot do anything these past few months without that being the main comment and i've felt so awkward for her doing this whole pop culture host thing i've something i've learned is that celebrities see our comments always they're always subtly reacting to them they know their public image way more than you think just talking to publicists and pr people and uh members of celebrities team behind the scenes like they're all so aware of everything we're saying about them 
And if they don't tell the, and like if the celebrities trying to get off the internet right now, their team will still tell them the general consensus of what people are saying about them online and probably deliver it to them in a nice way. But they won't have to like read all the horrible hate themselves verbatim. So what I'm guessing happened is Ariana's team was openly discussing this with her and letting her decide what she wants to do. And she made a video about it. I can't believe it. It's gotten so bad that she had to make a video. I was fucking shocked, floored, flabbergasted, and I never expected this at all. And I am an Ariana super stan. If you know, everyone's always like, Patty, who's your number one celebrity? It's Ariana Grande. I'm an Arianator. I'm an Ariana loyalist. I know every statement she's ever made about being body shamed, everything she's ever said about her body. She's been body shamed a lot throughout the years. Basically, ever since she was on Victorious, Really starting when her music career began from 2013 to 2017, people would always hate on her and body shame her because she wasn't as plump or a little bit more filled out like she was on Victorious. And they thought that was a horrible sign of the toxic music industry or Scooter Baron was like restricting food from her so she could have a better public image or sell more. But I feel like people get older, people get more slender with age. I definitely did from the time I was 16 to when I was 21. And that's when she started on Victorious. There's even a video of her on Frankie Grande's YouTube channel. This is how obscure of references I can make about her because I dive into her whole life. There's a video on Frankie's YouTube channel posted in 2014 after he was in Big Brother. And they're opening his Big Brother package, which is a gift you get from the show after you're done with it. And Ariana was filming for him. And he takes out a photo of him and Ariana from when they were probably like 16 and Ariana like zooms in on it and she's like frankie why are you showing this photo like i i looked so young and different back then this is why everyone thinks i got plastic surgery because i just look so different but i you know i didn't she said quote puberty came through for me she was late but damn she was nice she was late but she finally came through for me so that to me made me feel comforted that she did not have an ed she was simply just aging and everything like that in the past, in 2015, this was the first time she really had to confront the body shamers because that's when her fame really exploded after her uh, second studio album, My Everything. But someone decided to tweet at Ariana, curves are sexy, sticks aren't. What the fuck? Being a literal massive cunt is the most unsexy thing. And I say cunt with the enthusiasm and normalcy that people in australia do so i guess potentially get used to it but like i just feel like these people are so evil and making themselves look awful so ariana responded to that and said sigh tweets comments statements like this are not okay about anyone we live in a day and age where people make it impossible for women men anyone to embrace themselves exactly how they are diversity is sexy loving yourself is sexy and you know what is not sexy misogyny objectifying labeling comparing and body shaming talking about people's bodies as if they're on display asking for your approval or opinion they're not they are not celebrate yourself celebrate others the things that make us different from one another make us beautiful body boundaries love 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 only exactly and i love how she says diversity is sexy because you may not see ariana as a diverse body but she is she's very petite she's small she's much like She's probably skinnier than the average BMI weight for a woman her age. And people can attack you for that. 
And it'd be really confusing being in those shoes if you're naturally skinny. I know people who have to drink like protein shakes called Boost because their metabolism is, metabolism is so fast and it's tough for them to not look so skinny all the time. So I think that's a body type that is maybe misunderstood and judged a bit more. And it's nice that Ariana can gently open up the dialogue for the diversity in that sector of the spectrum of body sizes. I love that. Then... After people threw a bitch fit about her being too skinny until 2017, then in 2018, they thought she was too fat. They thought she was too fat because from 2018 to 2020, she probably gained 10 pounds and everyone noticed, saw she wasn't as thin as she always was and says, oh, Ariana gained some weight. She's actually looking good now. And then by the time the 2020 Grammys came around and she was maybe at her most, People say, oh, she's too fat. She doesn't even look the same. Her face looks so round. Who is that? There's a picture of her talking to some Grammy producer that she has a double chin in. And people were being vicious on that photo that I just remember so vividly. But a lot of the fan base said, no, stop fat shaming her. She's actually healthy now. She gained healthy weight. This is the happy, healthy Ari. She doesn't feel the need anymore to be skinny for someone. Hi, everyone. I have made my coffee. I'm on my way to work soon. I just wanted to come on and I don't do this often. I don't like it. I'm not good at it. I don't like, I'm not good at it and I don't like it, but I just wanted to address your concerns about my body and talk a little bit about what it means to be a person with a body and to be seen and to be paid such close attention to. I think we could be, I think we should be gentler and less comfortable commenting on people's bodies, no matter what. If you think you're saying something good or well-intentioned, whatever it is, healthy, unhealthy, big, small, this, that, sexy, not sexy, I, I don't, we just shouldn't, we should really work towards not doing that as much. There are ways to compliment someone or to ignore something that you see that you don't like, um, that I think we should help each other work towards, just to aim towards being safer and keeping each other safer. Um, but I just also wanted to say, one, there are many different kinds of beautiful. There are many different ways to look healthy and beautiful. We need to be gentler, for sure. I wish there were more people in the world who had an outlook on life and on humanity like Ariana because she seems so aware all the time of how she makes other people feel and the energy she puts out, but not in an overwhelming way where she's trying too hard to be aware of how she makes other people feel. She just is so naturally gentle and loving and accepting of everyone. And other people seem to think that living like that is a chore. That it's hard for you not to comment on other people, not to be judgmental. And I wish it was easier for everyone to be so understanding, like Ariana. She is a cancer, so I feel like that's her over-emotional empath trait that cancers have. But that video really broke me. Imagine saying to almost 100 million people now why your body appears the way it does. That's so mentally intrusive to someone's mental health and 
their self-image that we made her feel like she owed us an explanation but she didn't it's almost like she opened us up to her diary or let us in her therapy session with that and it was it was too much it was too deep and the fact that she even had to do it makes me so mad it's so wrong because first of all you're never helping anyone by saying anything nasty or too judgmental even if you think it's coming from a good place like she says and second of all don't you think she knows what's going on don't you think she's grown and has a support system that would check her and ask her if she's okay and be there for her and handle the problem from within she doesn't need millions of eyes and mouths doing that for her even though she's being strong this is definitely going to give her some sort of complex or trauma like how is she supposed to look in the mirror now and not overthink uh you know can can they see my rib today does my arm look too skinny today does my face look too skinny does my neck look too skinny it's just gonna affect her in more ways than we think and you also grow so conscious of what comment could someone say about me today before you leave the house knowing that so many eyes are on you and she's in a really unique situation that not a lot of us can relate to on such a giant level i've been through the whole thing of being too skinny and then weighing too much and having people say things to me like are you eating enough you're so pale are you getting nutrients and i want to make sure you're eating and then people saying the opposite about being too big so i can definitely relate to her struggle and it drives me mad even just having a small circle of people or a community say things about me i can't imagine what she's going through and the last thing you want is for the defining characteristic about you to be that and what someone always has on their mind and i hate when people mask their judgment or uncomfortableness with you or their projection of their own bodies with concern just so they feel like they have the right to say something but they don't but people take being too thin as almost a crazy invitation to dissect and dismantle your whole mentality and issues every single aspect of your life but it's not an invitation for that and i just want everyone to feel like body positivity works both ways it's not just for plus size bodies it's for smaller bodies and skinny bodies thin bodies like when i was super thin that was the most judgment i've ever got people like not to be annoying but people who their bodies were not technically healthy by any means were saying stuff about my body and I, what I really just wanted to say to them was, you probably don't want me to comment on yours right now, do you? No. So just shut up. But thinness is seen as a excuse to break down any body boundary. And it's enough to drive me crazy. If you guys are ever concerned about someone who's too thin, I would just say, this is the rule you should follow. Say to someone else as you would want them to say to you about your own body in a super respectful, gentle, private way. And after you get your response, just treat them as normal after that. But do it in a way that you would want it done to you. Don't don't overemphasize it for people or overstep your boundary. And I love how she said that there's many ways to be healthy that are not just being the average weight that people want you to be at. Her bigger weight was actually the unhealthiest version of her. And I like that she said that. And for some reason, it's so shocking for people to digest. 
I know personally for me, the body that you've been comparing my current body to was the unhealthiest version of my body. I was on a lot of antidepressants and drinking on them and eating poorly and at the lowest point of my life when I looked the way you consider my healthy, but that in fact wasn't my healthy. Um, and I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't have to explain that, but I do feel like maybe having an openness and some sort of vulnerability here will be something like good might come from it. I don't know. I don't know, but that's the first thing. Healthy can look different. The second thing is you never know what someone is going through. So even if you are coming from a loving place and a caring place, that person probably is working on it or has a support system that they are working on it with. And you never know. So be gentle with each other and with yourselves. And thirdly, um, the third one's unrelated. I guess I just wanted to extend some love your way and tell you that you're beautiful no matter what phase you're in. Um, I think it's so ignorant and simple-minded of people to think that just because Ariana weighed more in 2020 through 2018 that that was her healthy body. She said she was on antidepressants, drinking on them, eating maybe worse than she ever has before. And we all saw her back in those days after the Manchester tragedy and her love of her life, Mac Miller dying, and then her engagement getting called off and all these personal struggles. You didn't even have to be a stand to know what was going on. And you, you could tell she was putting on a strong front but was not doing the best behind her eyes. Plus, she would always say that when she was making the Thank You Next album, she was basically drunk the whole time because it was really hard for her to make. She even says in her song Monopoly, remember when we made a fucking album off that Clico? Clico is champagne. So she said, I, we made that album off of champagne. And good for her. I, you know, I want her to do whatever she wants, but... That is her kind of opening up, hey, I was really drinking a lot and at the lowest point in my life. So I don't know where people put in their heads, oh, that must be the healthiest she ever was. No, absolutely not. That means the opposite. Why would you think that the worst state of her mind was the best for her weight or the first time that she wasn't skinny in her whole life, that that was the best for her? So I'm so happy that she said that. And it, it, I hope that clarifies a lot for people and changes the discourse about this. She said she hopes a lot of good comes from this, and I think a lot will. I think that video was a home run. She killed so many birds with one stone about the body discourse movement. She just posted Lizzo on her Instagram story and said that Lizzo's body is a work of art, and you can love both of us at the same time and think we're both healthy and great because both of their bodies are, that's just how they are, how they've always been. And if they're happy, if they're living and healthy and being the overproductive boss wonder women that they are, why do we need to make their bodies our business? We don't. Unless I'm talking about Ariana's body and what everyone is saying about it on this podcast, I'm never in my free time judging it, overanalyzing it. When she went back to being skinny in 2021, I was like, oh no, the comments are going to get so bad again. And here they are. But I low-key expected her to go back to her default super skinny, petite, body right when positions came out because i knew that the extra few pounds were probably just a phase given what she was going through 
And I know she's always been really health conscious. She's always been such a good, clean eater. It's actually insane how good she eats. She eats like our ancestors living in the woods, eating like berries and figs and salads. Like she's so against any processed food. And upon seeing a processed donut in 2015, she said, and I quote, I hate America (laughs) because of how processed it was and stuff like that. Just, you know, disgust her. I think that's quite quite fair to say, you know, and we're all saying I hate America now. So I I think she was onto something then, but she's not quite a raw vegan, but quite close to it. She likes foods that taste like the earth. So if she's always been skinny and she eats like a goddess, if like, why is anyone surprised? If she wants to be Ariana Pequeño, let her be Ariana Pequeño and not Ariana Grande. In the past, also, I literally tried to go vegan just for her and I introduced myself to a lot of vegan foods because I love her that much. And they're all actually amazing. And you do feel a boost of energy and cleanliness and just like cleansed when you eat that clean of food. So I definitely recommended to people you could look up what ariana grande eats but yeah i think a lot of good will come from this she killed a lot of birds with this one stone of a video because she was also talking about her eyes and if people thought she had an eye cosmetic procedure to make them have a different shape she kind of shut down the asian fishing rumors as well By the way, I'm not wearing eyelashes or eyeliner right now. This is my face. These are my eyes. So don't freak out about that now, too, please. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. Sending you guys a lot of love. And I think you're beautiful. No matter what you're going through. No matter what weight. No matter what... How you like to do your makeup these days. No matter what cosmetic procedures you've had or not. Or anything. Um, Yeah, I just think... You're beautiful and wanted to share some feelings. Have a very beautiful day. And I'm sending you a lot of love. (laughs) She's like, well, we're here and I have to make this video that everyone will probably see. Stop fucking talking about me. And just laid those few things out. But I love it. So what can we learn here? Oh my goodness, so much. I think we can learn about body boundaries, mostly of not discussing someone else's body as if it's your own, celebrating everyone at all shapes and sizes. Body positivity is inclusive to every single person on the spectrum. All bodies are beautiful, not only celebrating other people's bodies, but also celebrating your own and really just talking about other people's bodies as you would want them to talk about yours. Cause at the end of the day, that's what we all want. And I've seen people saying Ariana is in denial and she still has a problem. And if you still think that go stream, shut up by Ariana Grande. The circle of love will always keep on churning. And as one Hollywood couple ends, new ones get together or get engaged. And that is the truth for Millie Bobby Brown this weekend. Because Millie Bobby Brown announced this Tuesday that she is engaged to Jake Bon Jovi. 
for some reason, I always thought you spelled Bon Jovi, B-O-N-J-O-V-I. It's B-O-N-G-I-O-V-I. <laughs> That's a Mandela effect, if you ask me. But he is John Bon Jovi's son. So Nepo Baby, Nepo Baby got to Millie. Not only does being a nepotism baby get you jobs, it gets you love. So I think all of our goals should be to give our kids as much nepotism as we can. I thought she was 11 for some reason. I was like, wasn't she just 11 three summers ago? But I guess that's just her character's name in Stranger Things. She's 19 now. And yeah, we love love. I don't actually, I don't know if Millie Bobby Brown loves love because she does run over gay people with her bus. But we love love. But will this last, will, will this engagement at such a ripe age really last her engagement ring was over $150,000. It is big. It is fat. It's looking good. It is a rock. And the caption of her photo was, I loved you three summers now, honey, but I want them all. First of all, you haven't loved him three summers. You've only been together for two years. They got together in 2021. So, girl, you haven't loved him for three summers. And... That's kind of rude and insensitive, Millie. When I saw that, I was like, damn, she likes to kick people when they're down. Maybe all the rumors about her are true. Because why are you captioning your engagement post, the song that Taylor Swift wrote about the man that she hoped to get engaged to and marry, but just broke up three days before? Evil. It's giving not supporting women. She was like, LOL, Taylor, I got engaged and you didn't. You've been trying for over a decade and I'm 19 and got married, loser. That's what it was giving to me. I was like, wow, she's really mocking Taylor in her misery right now. But will it last? Will it really, really last? All signs point to no. The gag is that she's 19, he's 20. They only started dating two years ago in 2021. And they met over Instagram. Like, what the hell? It's it's almost hilarious that they would get engaged because like <laughs> girl the prefrontal cortex is still cooking it's it's not golden brown yet it's basically just dough in the oven the central operating isn't the best my first thought was is she christian is that why she's doing this is, does she just want to like consummate the marriage is that why she's rushing into this ordeal that's why chloe and lamar got married in nine days because they wanted to get to business there's people that I know in real life who are more religious than I, that that's definitely the reason they're already married at my age at 22. So that's kind of just what, what I was thinking. And like, that's amazing for them. And they, if they are, that's just what I was wondering. I didn't even have my first kiss at 19 at 19. I still didn't know that pickles were just cucumbers. <laughs> Ariana Grande said before in regards to someone doing something at 19 she said my mom wouldn't even let me out of the house at 19 exactly exactly 48 percent of those who marry before the age of 18 are likely to divorce within 10 years compared to 25 percent of those who marry after the age of 25 are likely to get divorced so the the older you get engaged the more likely it seems to be that you will have a marriage that lasts so it seems like they're in the danger zone for sure probably because People that age are young, they're reckless, they're emotional, they're naive. They may not be the best at picking the best partner for themselves. And I think the biggest reason marriages like that wouldn't last because you're still developing so much. 
and changing so much, having new experiences through that pivotal point in your life from 18 to, I assume, so 25. Like, I've changed so much in those three years. So I can't imagine that that would be the optimal time to choose your life partner if you're still kind of a baby and just getting your footing in the real world. You will change from 19 to 20. No one I know in my age group, my best friends are the same that they were at 19. And there's nothing wrong with just dating. You know what I'm saying? So in, in my initial thought was kind of to be like, oh, this is cute. This is fun. But they're not going to last. But to be honest, they're rich. Having a wedding for them could just be fun. It could just be like any other weekend. Spending a bunch of money, getting some good Instagram photos, getting together with friends and family and dancing. Why not? Throw a fiesta. Do it. Get married. It's not a big deal. Just get a prenup. Like, if I had to gamble Kendall Jenner's life on this in Vegas, if they will last, I would say they won't last. For some reason, I seem to be pessimistic about it. And my mom would always say, don't marry the person you meet at 21. Because of what she realized of her friends and everything at that age. And I believe my mom. Mother knows best. That's never really been an option for me. No one would even accept my proposal when I was 21. You know, I tried, but no one would accept it. So that's me being pessimistic. But let's look at the optimistic side. If Millie Bobby Brown's marriage will last. I feel like they do have a shred of a chance because they're not a normal couple. If this was a normal, regular, schmegular, degular, suburban couple, no. I, I don't think they would last at all. I don't think there'd be a chance at all. But they're living a very different life. Celebrities aren't just like us. Millie Bobby Brown has done more by the age of 15 than most of us will ever do. She made a lot of executive decisions for herself and her life and her career and her brand throughout the past 10 years that are unimaginable that she has lived such an adult-esque life for a very long time so i think she's experienced a lot more she's grown up very fast and she's had to learn about herself to sustain that kind of profile and secureness with being in the public eye so i feel like she knows herself quite well and I, I do sense a confidence and poise in Millie that seems very genuine that I think she can handle herself unlike other 19-year-olds. Like, look what Justin Bieber was doing when he was 19, going to jail and, you know. She seems to have two feet firmly planted on the ground. And I can see fame intensifying a bond like how COVID intensified people's bonds and they all got engaged and married because you're always together and kind of a fishbowl. I think fame is similar to that where your circle is very small and you have to keep it small when you're that well-known. And they've experienced a lot together over these last two years because they are in the fast lane. They do travel and live together and live this adult kind of life. And I think they've learned about each other a lot where they could see if they do like all the parts of each other that are beyond just the initial honeymoon phase. And what's a very hopeful fact for them is that I didn't know this. John Bon Jovi got married to his high school sweetheart and it worked out for them their whole life. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. Like marrying your high school sweetheart. When you're in high school, you think you'll be together with that person forever. But now looking back, I'm like, I cannot imagine 
being with a high school sweetheart for the rest of my life. That's like having a conjoined twin that's just been there forever. Like, what? Are you, are you, are you going to have a 70-year wedding anniversary? Insane. I guess it's admirable. But damn, what a way to live. Just always having a partner all of those years. A part of me is like, they're missing out on so many experiences and being an individual and growing up, doing all the 20-something things that could be so fun for them. But at the same time, it's like, who needs all that stuff if you really have the love of your life? So maybe John Bon Jovi's genetics of being with your high school sweetheart were passed down to Jake Bon Jovi. Plus, a lot of older guys say that they know they they knew their wife was going to be their wife within this first six months of talking to them. And I think a lot of people could agree with that. The chuggy phrase, when you know, you know. So maybe they just know. And I think two years could potentially be enough time for them. As long as she didn't end up with Jacob Sartorius, we can be thankful. Because remember when they had a fling? Oh, God. Then there would have had to have been some interference. Because that would have been tragic. Jacob Sartorius is off the map at this point. I see him on live streams on TikTok only having 100 viewers. I'm like, damn. He was once potentially going to be the next Justin Bieber. Look at him now. So Millie, you dodged a bullet with that one. And maybe she realized she liked the bullet from this guy. So, so she took it right to the chest, if that makes sense. But what can we learn from this? I think we can learn the difference between lust and love. And I think a lot of people are worried that she's just in lust with this guy right now. So hopefully they both understand the difference between lust and love. And I think we can understand that for ourselves by really breaking down and taking an inventory of why you love the person that you're with or considering making a big step or commitment to. Do you like them for fleeting qualities like their looks or the butterflies you get in their stomach or that they make you excited or they're the first person you've ever been with, things like that? Or do you have a sense of deep compatibility with your humor, the way your brain works, similar outlooks on life and hopes and dreams. That's the difference between those two. I don't think I've ever been in love with someone, but I've definitely been in lust with someone and think I could marry them after one month. So constantly keeping in mind the difference between lust and love could potentially save you a lot of heartbreak and time and life. And I hope Millie was given that talk and knows what she's in for. But I also think we can learn just a whole other lesson, the value of expressing your love and knowing that you only live once. So express your love how you feel is right, however you see fit and however you feel with, of course, some sound judgment. But don't hold yourself back to feel the love you have for someone to express it, to say crazy things to them or say I love you too soon or meet their family too soon. Who cares? If you're in love, let yourself be in love. Jump on the couch like Tom Cruise did on Oprah or run through a shopping center and scream, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like with a healthy amount of cop sh- with a healthy amount of caution, if you know, you know. And if someone checks all the boxes and you just can't see your life without them, claim them. Let everyone know. Be happy and express the love that you feel for that person make him express how he feels and baby then you know your love is real and if he wants to propose to you fuck yes if you're young who cares you're in love you live one life 
let yourself feel it because that's what life is about being loving being happy like john bon jovi said it's my life it's now or never i ain't gonna live forever you just want to live while you're alive so let yourself feel it all while you're alive all right well thank you all for joining me on pop culture university today you all were all very well behaved in class today everyone gets a gold star a pluses we'll have a pizza party next week (laughs) so let's hand out some superlatives shall we first superlative america's favorite america's favorite celebrity this week aka the unproblematic pageant queen is ariana grande she's setting boundaries and being bold and taking a stand for bodies everywhere and making a very loving statement to the world at the same time so she is america's favorite this week and she's always my favorite number two most likely to be canceled next superlative nick cannon Stop being weird and saying those creepy things about Taylor Swift. She does not want to have a baby with you. She does not even want to breathe the same air with you in the same room. So let's just keep it there. The secret villain superlative, someone who we who who is trying to play nice but is actually the bad guy here. Pete Davidson. I really didn't even talk about him today, but he's just always the secret villain in my book. Next. Messy bitch that lives for the drama, Drake Bell. Leaving your phone in your car overnight, then suddenly being on the news next day for being missing and endangered. I'm not buying it. Something's up, something's going on, and you're a messy bitch that lives for the drama. And that's what you got this week. So I hope you enjoyed it. Public enemy number one this week. I'm just going to say men in general. They're always the problem. And I think the world would be better off if a woman was in charge everywhere. So men are the public enemy, number one. Thank you all for joining. I will see you all on Tuesday. Do not forget to leave a little review. Screenshot yourself listening to this. Post it on your Instagram story and tag me. You can be friends with Professor Patty. I can hit you up. My Instagram is quite blowing up right now. I'm at 120, which is very exciting. 120k so put me on your story and you will go right to the top of the little people who put you on the story chart so i will see you that's the easiest way leave a cute little review already said that uh uh, rate this podcast five stars spotify apple podcast you're already here you may as well do so and yeah check out my snapchat show unfiltered pop it's lit over there youtube insta petty pop culture tiktok petty pop culture and thank you guys for being the best and tuning in week after week and i'm so excited for tuesday's episode but until then bye class dismissed also i think i want to do a q a for next podcast episode you could really ask me anything about celebrities or my own life but anything you've just been like wanting to ask or dying to ask i'm gonna leave a q a box in my Instagram. I've been meaning to do this for weeks and weeks at this point. And right as I was ending it, I was like, oh my God, wait, I need to say this before next episode. But I'm going to leave a cute little Q&A box on my Instagram. So follow me over there, leave a question, and I will probably answer like 75% of them at the least, unless it's something crazy. Like when will I post my whole on uh, Twitter? Because that will never happen. But (laughs) 
ask me truly anything and I will answer it for a segment next episode. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stro showed Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.